Logan? Let's talk about oh um fuck. <laughs> That's going in the show. <laughs> Let's talk about fuck. <laughs> Oh, you mean this movie? It was a piece of stuff. I was about to say, that was last week. It's not super terrible. (laughs) I would say it's super bad. And not good bad. You know, bad bad. It's alright. I think it's an alright film. Why do you you think that? What's wrong with your brain? I think think it did a few things right. But there are a lot of problems with it. And it was really cliche. But, I don't know. I don't think it can be cliche when it's literally a historical event. Hate this movie. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we really have to go through it? Can I? I'm just gonna open up. Uh, I'm gonna Wikipedia Jonestown Massacre, and that probably will be the synopsis of the film. Hold on one second. The Jonestown yeah, Massacre sure. Wikipedia is pretty lengthy. Probably better off just going to the Sacrament Wikipedia. <laughs> All right. I'm having a hard time finding an actual plot summary for this movie. I just drank and drank and drank after I saw it. Did you drink Kool-Aid? Uh, it's actually Flavor-Aid, uh, actually. Jonestown. Is that like, it's spelled like, without an O? I think it's Flavor-Aid. Yeah, sorry I disappeared. I was from operating my computer in the dark. I actually hit... <laughs> what? I actually hit something and I just stopped talking. <laughs> I know you're still there. Your videos function F4. You guys all know what function F4 does on a Toshiba satellite. Yeah, it kills your house. Close <laughs> it up. Airstrike. We're here to discuss Ty West 2014 film The Sacrament. How are you guys today? Doing pretty well. Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm great. Fantastic. Well, how do you feel after seeing this film? Ah, yeah, same, same nauseous, exact same. <laughs> I also feel worse. Welcome to Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Okay, so hey. Let's talk about that movie or whatever. I'd, I'd like guess. to. Yeah. That's so this, what we're here for. That's I. That is nominally true. All right, let's talk about the sacrament, you guys. Well, let's talk about the director first, Ty West. Oh, okay. Who's that? Well, he's a director. I don't know, he's friends with some of the Mumblecore guys, such as Joe Swanberg, and who's the other guy? Who's the guy who directed uh, your next? Oh name. wait, Joe Swanberg. You mean the star of this film? No, the well, he's the cameraman in this film. Joe Swanberg is, mm-hmm. and the, I guess the main protagonist is AJ Bowden. Yes, who is also in Your Next. And Joe Swanberg was also in that Your Next, and Ty West had an acting role in Your Next as well. And so, Amy, what's her name? Was in there the sister? Oh yeah, yep. I forgot her name. So it's really just a a network of like indie horror filmmakers. Well, that's what it, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Joe Swanberg has a film on Netflix called Drinking Buddies, which AG Bowen is also in. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But if if there's so much talent with this film, why was it so bad? Cuz it's mumblecore talent, Dylan. Yeah. Oh. Where did that come from, mumblecore? I just like heard that today. I thought it was a, I would have thought it was a style of music before today. 
<laughs> Me too. But apparently it has something to do with film and dialogue or something. Wait, you guys, let's all put on a uh, piece of mumblecore music <laughs> right now. Okay. That doesn't sound like music. Yeah, yeah other people were supposed to bag me up. That's whatever. way too upbeat for mumblecore. Okay, now let's do post-mumblecore. I think he's just talking. Hello, okay. gentlemen. Can you hear how I am enunciating my words? But well, Ty West is well-known, like New York filmmaker. Well-known. I don't know about well-known, but I know him. Well-known in, in certain horror circles. Yeah, he I seems actually... to have a may possibly not warranted following. Yeah, he's, Whoa. He directed House of the Devil, which got pretty good reviews. He also directed Innkeepers. A lot of people really like that. Kevin he directed a segment on VHS Oops. called Second Honeymoon, which Joe Swanberg also starred in. And he had a really crappy short in ABCs of Death, which was terrible. Which one did he now, do that? In ABCs of Death, it was uh, M for Miscarriage. Oh, I love that one. It was terrible. It was stupid. It was so gross. Um, He now, did one in the... Uh, what was the VHS. other? VHS. VHS. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he directed Second Honeymoon in VHS, and Joe Swanberg was also in that. I love Ty West films. I liked both The Innkeepers and especially House of the Devil a lot. Um, I especially liked House of the Devil, uh, which was a pretty direct homage to movies like Rosemary's Baby and um, The Omen. Hey, I saw a little bit of the TV show Rosemary's Baby last night, and it made me sad. It was awful. Yeah, I heard it's pretty bad. Well, yeah, Ty West is well known for doing slow burn horror films, House of the Devil. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's laughing because we talked about the term slow burn earlier. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll get into that. Sorry, I tried to control myself. (laughs) But Ty West is known for doing slow burn horror films, usually with kind kind of a 70s feel. He's usually very polarizing. A lot of people like him or absolutely hate him. I don't get the seventies feel from what I've seen so far. Well, that's what I've heard from about Innkeepers and House of the Devil. Yeah, I actually saw Innkeepers. I didn't. I didn't get that feel so much from Innkeepers, but House of the Devil. I mean, even the credits are like clearly patterned after some seventies. Movies. It's those like yellow credits. Yeah, yeah, and like the freeze frame when it uh, shows someone's face, and yeah, those yeah. yellow throwback credits. You know the kind that I mean—the very analog yellow credits. Well, I'm a huge fan of Ty West, uh, which uh, made me extremely excited to see his newest film, The Sacrament. What did you think of it, Dylan? I think that I never want to see a Ty West film or any <laughs> film, maybe ever in my life. I don't know. I think the film isn't the medium for me anymore. I think it lost me. I think I'm going back to books. <laughs> Ty West books? Hopefully not. Golden books at first because I forgot how to read. And then maybe I'll move on into some harder stuff. Maybe Goosebumps after that. Um, I've got some golden books with like <laughs> records that you can play along with them if you if you need a hand getting started. Yeah, definitely. I need some of that vintage I... charm. Me and JL actually watched a couple episodes of Goosebumps recently. All right, go ahead, everyone else. 
<laughs> um, do, should we get to the summary real quick? Yeah, I was going to say, let's say, talk about what this film is just supposed say, to be about. Just say Jonestown and then move on. Okay, yeah, so Google Jonestown Massacre, and there it is. Um, all right, it takes... Don't- don't yes. kill yourself. After you Google Jonestown Massacre, like call a suicide hotline if you feel like you need to do something. Please do not Google image search Jonestown Massacre. The plot, uh, the plot of the film is it starts off with A.J. Bowen playing this person at Vice who interviewed this fashion guy. Vice, which is a real um, website slash show slash documentary series. Yes. Which and they use the logo and everything. It's I guess they license that. I don't know. <laughs> Have you guys seen Vice? I love it. HBO Go. It's yeah, very good. I actually watched my first episode tonight just to kind of see if what they did in the film was like what they do on the show. It seems kind of like they all like they started to try and do Vice and then they just immediately gave up on it. Or it seems like they did the opposite. Like they just made it and then they had to make it a Vice thing because. They don't talk about vice at that all. Totally that totally could be, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there is a photographer who has a sister who um, uh, is in rehab, and it's the uh, fashion guy's sister, not the photographer's. Right, the fashion he's photographer. Fashion no? photographer. He's, a, he's a fashion photographer. I thought he was yes. like a yes. designer. No, oh. he was a fashion photographer. That's oh, why that's he why he's camera. the camera. Okay, that's why he's yep. the camera. Yep. Uh, yep. So uh, it turns into a, a vice story. They're going to go investigate this uh, commune in Africa, I believe. I believe that's where it was. And at uh, that point, it turns into not a vice story anymore. As soon as they, as soon as the uh, the vice thing is the first five minutes, they talk about going to do this. Um, vice is all about immersion reporting, and this is definitely one way to immerse yourself by going to by going to this commune. Also, uh, I just want to say that I hate found footage movies yes i did not realize that this is a found uh footage film it, we see the camera that the cameraman for vice is holding uh the aforementioned um who was it again joe swanberg is that who it was Yeah, joe swanberg yep. played the the you know like the i don't know cameraman yes and w- with an amazing part later where he drops the camera and then they film him doing stuff while he has the camera dropped i love <laughs> it when found footage films do that Okay, so uh, that's, that's what I hate about found footage films is they always immediately undermine the premise. It's really odd, like the way they did it, because they tried to do a kind of a documentary angle and do found footage. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right away, like, it's go ahead, Matt. I was just going to say at the very beginning, uh, it like starts the vice thing by telling you what vice is. Yeah, but then leads into the thing that's supposedly the beginning of the, like the, uh, captions that begin the Vice episode. Yeah, it was very odd that they did that. I yeah, guess well, there's, there's odd choices throughout. I mean, like I said right away, the fact that it's, I mean, you could have gone into this just as a regular movie. Yeah, they could have. They could have done the found footage even if they wanted to, but the fact that they like tried to film it through the lens of a TV show just made it that much more difficult for them to tell the story that I think he wanted to tell. Yeah, now, it seems yes. like they were confused between found footage and documentary style, kind of. <laughs> Mockumentary, I guess you'd say. 
I've never seen a found footage movie that I didn't think would have been better if they had just made a movie out of it. Yeah, but right away, again, another thing that bothered me like right off the bat is if you're going to make a movie and tell us that it's a documentary, don't hire so many people that we've seen before. Like, I mean, I know these guys are actors. I mean, we I think we already mentioned that half of them are in your next. Yeah, well, I mean, they're fr- they're all friends. Yeah, you should uh, do like Blair Witch did and only hire one person who had been in a Chili's commercial. <laughs> Steak and Shake commercial. Oh, yeah, I meant to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I uh, did not recognize them because I have not seen your next, even though now that we're talking about this, I'm familiar with their work. I just thought they got some cheapy, cheap, you know, horror film actors to do it. And I well, they did, but they were the friends. Say, it's still the, it's still the <laughs> same. But they knew them. Uh, I, I couldn't tell if they were purposefully acting slightly poorly because of the formats, because like they, because they're reporters. I really couldn't tell if that was intentional or not. Like that's how real people act, right? It it, it kind of had this this improvisational tone to it, but not in a good realistic way. More in a like high school project, like we just handed everyone out like a sheet of paper with their character, like dinner theater. Oh, way. definitely. So let's get to Africa. Um, they yeah, fly- let's all get to Africa or I, wherever or it wherever. Yeah, I think. Did, it, did they say? They never said. Do they not say? Okay. I, I actually went back and looked, and they—it's an undisclosed location. A heli—they told them where to fly to meet a helicopter who would take them the rest of the way. But they didn't tell us where to fly. They didn't tell us, Jack. Sorry, I had you on there. <laughs> supposedly, because you know, or presumably because it's a secret cult, and it has to—you know—that was like a condition. But then again. We're watching this supposedly after the fact when they've put all this together. The cult is now, (laughs) spoiler, destroyed. And, uh, you know, what are they protecting at that point? It doesn't make much sense. Uh, Presumably everyone would know all about the cult at this point, right? Oh, exactly. It's on every news channel and they're debating it for hours on Fox about how it's going to affect the 2016 election. (laughs) <laughs> and the 2020 election. Was Jonestown ever mentioned once? Does Jonestown not exist in this universe? I, I'm guessing in this <laughs> no, universe I kind that of, is Jonestown. Okay. I, I kind of wish somebody had yelled at some point, this is just like Jonestown! <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a more coherent film. So they, they, get off, they, get off the, uh, they get off the plane, or the helicopter, rather. Um, and then, of course, oh my gosh, there are two guards with guns being very aggressive and very, you know, very suspicious of them. Uh, they show up uh, at the gates. They come in and, and they find a pretty much a hippie commune um, with little like uh, like bunks and uh, and uh, shelters and things like that that they were all built um, themselves. And Logan, if you want to take over here, that would be fantastic because I kind of <laughs> blocked this film out of my memory because I hate it. So the premise of this film is they're on they're going on to investigate this commune. Did you just start over with the premise? I'm just trying to summarize really quickly. Yeah. The premise of the film is they're just going in there to investigate this commune, see what's up with this guy's sister, and maybe get her out. So when they get in there, see this hippie commune. What was that, Kevin? 
and maybe get maybe. a story. Those journalists, that's all they care about. Yeah. Finding footage. (laughs) 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 I just get, I think about journalists like walking through the woods with a stick, like turning stuff over. Yeah, no footage (laughs) there. (laughs) We got to keep looking. I think of film producers doing that. (laughs) (laughs) It must be so much harder to find now that like film are on little SD cards instead of like big VHS tapes. Nah, no footage. Just some little card of some kind. Yeah, throw that away. Looks right. like a Nintendo cartridge. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so they're going there to like... Alright. So they're hopefully trying to like look at the story and see what's going on. Try to see what this place is about. So they managed to get an interview with the father figure. Who speaks on the intercom? Everyone calls him father. Well, at first when they show up, it's great. They interview some of the people there, and they love it. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the later versions of Oregon Trail that would have full motion video <laughs> of like period actors telling you about it. It reminds me a lot of that. So they're having a fun old time, right? They interviewed a, an old lady and a nurse, and I don't remember like the Australian chicks deal, but. You know, they all all had a little story going, which she was in your next, too, by the way. And she said that they had delivered how many babies? Seven. Every day? (laughs) Or something No, seven since they had, like, founded it. Oh, I thought that was, like, this week or something. No, that was, like, since the they had delivered seven since they the parish began. Uh. Oh, well, that's disappointing. It's way less extreme. Yeah. <laughs> the army of babies just crawling over the lawn. So this, so yeah, there's a lot of interviews um, that show like, oh, this is a great place. Obviously, building up the tension, uh, sort of the tension, I guess. I mean, is there tension build up? There actually is. Okay. Some tension build up, but it come, which I think you actually did well, fairly well. There's kind well with of that. tension. There's tension, like, to begin with when they show up and there's guys with guns who were like, no, you didn't have authorization for the camera uh, down. Uh, more than one person. And they all got really scared. And they had to, like, phone it in. So it's all leading up to um, the unseen father, the, the Jones of this Jonestown. Uh, it's all leading up to a, a nighttime meeting and interview. All of this is leading up to that. Uh, so the, the brother, Patrick, the brother of the sister, uh, splits off. Uh, he's not seen for the rest of the day, and the camera crew, uh, like we said, goes around and interviews people, all leading up to uh, the big meeting uh, and the big interview, which actually is and, pro- is definitely the best part of the film, the actual interview. Yeah, I kind of thought that, too. Before yeah. we get um, to that, just I wanted to mention the little kid that comes to the door. Savannah. I was about to say that. Like, yeah. Because they go, they're uh, shown to their cabin, and they sit around for a minute going, hey, this is all really weird, right? Yeah, I think this is really weird, it's, too. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I couldn't live here. I wouldn't mind visiting. It's not too bad. Well, and weird, then though, right? they see this creepy girl, like, standing at the door, just looking in. Yeah, and she, doesn't she, like, hit the door and run away or something? No, uh, he like goes to talk to her or something, and then her mother shows up and is like, "There you are." Terrible character, terrible acting Which you, job. You can Very see annoying. 
anywhere in this compound, like from 300 yards away. But she waited until she got right next to her little girl to say, there you are. (laughs) What are you doing talking to these outsiders? Which they make a huge deal of is like, did she just call us outsiders? They're fucking outsiders. They came from outside. Yeah, they want to get a a mother's opinion from her. And she says, we're not allowed to discuss this with outsiders. And the girl, by the way, doesn't speak. She's a mute. As they as they tell us, I think to to begin with, you think she's mute for benign reasons, but medical or or she's stupid. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Okay, I think now we can go. Of the interview, which okay. they agreed to, yes. he agreed to do it only like in front of everyone, like prior to a party thrown in their honor. So everyone gathers uh, at night, and it has the feeling of a, an outdoor church service, but obviously mm-hmm. at night, so it's super creepy. Uh, and this is where <laughs> we finally see the father, who uh, I assume you guys have seen him in something, right? He seems like he would have been no. in nothing. No, I, okay, I haven't seen him in anything. Well, he's, uh, Kevin, he was. Go ahead, Matt. I was just gonna say you pointed out something to me earlier. Oh yeah, he was in um, No Country for Old Men. He was the uh, convenience store clerk that that uh, what's the guy's name? Anton Sugar. What's what's the actor's name? Oh, um, Javier Bardem. Yeah, that he like kind of accosts, and they have a nice little scene where he's Brindle. basically. Yeah, where he's basically uh, makes him flip a coin whether or not he's going to kill him. What's the most that you've ever lost on a coin toss? <laughs> hmm. It's a it's a small scene, but it, it's really great. Oh scene. yeah, that was actually that was a that kind of sets the tone for the film. Uh, it does. Yeah. Let's watch No Country for Old Men. <laughs> let's come back <laughs> okay. in a minute. See, this is yeah, another I... thing that I told <laughs> that I was talking about earlier with Matt is. Uh, this movie reminds me of so many other better movies that I then wanted to stop and start watching. Yeah, I just uh, uh, I like to imagine that I like to imagine that after that weird fateful <laughs> encounter of that gas station clerk in No Country for Old Men, he started going around the country and collecting people to join his weird cult. <laughs> I love that. Uh, like I said, just imagining that makes this movie better. That is true. Now that I know that, but uh, I mean, my experience was watching this film with three other people who are also huge Ty West fans, uh, where we watched every other one of his films together and loved them. So it was just more of a slow creeping realization that this movie is not going to get any better. So they, um, everyone's there at night, and the best character in the film uh, comes on screen, <laughs> and he has uh, just—I mean, I really. I mean, he's really just like playing a very classic charismatic cult leader very well. I mean, there's not really, there's not really any twist to his performance other than it just being kind of a quiet, nuanced, uh, nuanced thing. Just believable, possibly genuine, yeah, possibly genuine, possibly creepy, possibly just not on the level. Exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, He's all over the map. Preacher. Old Southern not, preacher, exactly. Unfazed yeah. by anything, like he always has something to say to anything that. This makes me want to watch The Apostle now. <laughs> yeah, his, what's that next? His folksy wisdom <laughs> cannot be cannot be um, overcome. So um, the interview starts out in front of the entire town, um, 
the questions um, start out benign, but then of course, you know, get very uh, much more uh, incisive, like talking about some of the things they saw, like all people that weren't allowed to talk to them and medical treatment, things like that. And again, it's the, easily the best part, best scene of the film where it starts out kind of creepy, sort of benign, and then very slowly, um, uh, like, you know, like a real charismatic dictator person, he turns the questions around and um, just sort of causes this, like, fervor in the community against the interviewer. It's pretty, it's actually pretty great. Well, the, the Here you go, was... trying, to, trying to put your spin on it. Yes, this is why I don't trust the media. They always go for the negative or something like that. Yeah, but what the real turning point was, I think, was when he revealed that he knew about the interviewer's pregnant wife. Yeah. And he pretty much indirectly threatened him. Yeah, that seemed like that was the thing that got the guy, like, kind of out of the interview. Because, uh, you know, after the interview, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I... uh, I didn't do a better interview. I was just, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, towards the, like, like, two-thirds through, you're right. He gets creeped out and just is pretty much silent for most of the rest of the thing while while um, the father turns into kind of a speech, kind of like a moralizing speech. Total sermon, yeah. Exactly. So uh, so that kind of ends. I think they I think they cut to them in, in their cabin, right? The film crew in their cabin, I believe. After that, is that is that the case? Oh no, they start dancing. I, I guess it just turns into like a like a party, right? They do their party, and that's when they show the the two women dancing with um, the photographer. The photographer who's obviously being indoctrinated into this community, oh, yeah, through who's being <laughs> seduced into a threesome, literally, yeah. and then also the sister um, is encouraging him and things like that. And into the threesome, <laughs> it's, <laughs> the word threesome yes. is used. Yes. yes, yes, that is the case. That's not. I didn't know threesomes are very Christian. Exactly. Little line. <laughs> so, so they go back to their well, cabin. You know, shrug. <laughs> it depends on who the three are: father, son, Holy Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the most famous Christian. threesomes ever. It's the Trinity, <laughs> the foundation of the religion. Yeah, I think we know what we're talking about. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so they go back to the cabin, and they're. I, I assume they're creeped out. Uh, he's super creeped out. The the main the interview interviewer is very creeped out about the knowledge of the pregnant wife, and, and apologizing for being so terrible in the interview. Apologizing for being so terrible, he's very mad that his boss won't use this. And uh, I I think that the the little girl comes up. Yeah, she hits the door and no, yeah, the little girl comes up while they're talking in the field. Yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think that they like tried to find the other guy first. That's right. They go looking for the other guy, and then he's very obviously indisposed. Um, in the three-way? In, uh, yes, yes. You didn't mention that he was in the three-way. Sorry about that. I totally forgot about that part. No, she comes up to them before they go looking for him. Regardless, she comes up and she gives them a note. Yes, saying, mm-hmm. help us. And that's they, take, they take that note and then they sort of immediately forget about it for a little bit, and then <laughs> they go try to find. Oh no, no! I guess they see the note and they're like, "Oh, we gotta get, we gotta get Patrick." Yes, get that's that's what triggers the search for Patrick. 
Right. And so, meanwhile, the whole town uh, should still be at the party, more or less. Um, they search for Patrick. Is that when they went and found the, uh, the, the safe, the open safe with all the passports in it? Yes. Which I didn't really, they were very creeped out by. I didn't really see that as so strange. Well, I mean, they said to begin with that they wanted their passports. Yeah, there, there's a few instances of that, like, oh my god, that was so creepy. And I'm like, uh, why? You guys, you guys knew what you were going into, right? Yeah, like, do I, you think that that? I mean, like, wouldn't you want your pa- your passport to be locked up in a safe instead of out in like in this or, wood cabin, or <laughs> placed in a safe that is left unlocked and opened? Yeah, actually, <laughs> you're right. I would have took that box of passports and went back home and sold them, <laughs> or I guess stayed wherever they are and sold them, and then went back home with all the money. So then the sister finds them snooping around that place and they're like, oh, we're looking for Patrick. And she's like, oh, he's having a three way. And <laughs> they're like, what? And she she basically explains that she wants him to join. So her wealthy parents or their wealthy parents will contribute and he can contribute his money because uh, they tell at the beginning that a lot of these people have given up their life savings and sold anything they had to come and join. And she, she basically, I mean, not she outright says that that's why yeah. they want him. Yeah, the plan that was, is that was... to have him write a book and get funding and have the parents donate money. That was one of the questions that he had in the uh, interview that night uh, to the guy about people giving their life savings. And he's like, it's all about money to you people. Like, what does money really mean to you? It's like, that's no life. It's like, we're having life here. We're having a community. Yeah, what happened after that? Well, I'm that's when shit got real. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they go, they go and... Um, I don't know, are they looking for Patrick at the time? When they find the, the people hiding behind the laundry for whatever reason? Well, that was after they went looking for Patrick and they couldn't find him. Right, so why were they going back there? Were they looking for the girl? I well, think they, they were just lost. <laughs> no, what <laughs> happened was they, they went back to the cabin. And uh, they and, saw like the sister in the the cabin with the uh, leader guy, right? All right. Who like kind of vaguely threatened them. Let me let me break this down for you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Country style. So let me break Thanks, this down for you. Thanks, dog. All right. So after the interview, they get handed a note saying, please help us. They go looking for Patrick. They w- they walk into this office, see an open safe with a bunch of passports. Then they go out and they go they see which is right next to Patrick's cabin. So they walk up to Patrick's cabin. They get stopped by the sister. Sister explains her whole plot and how the two g- girls are really happy to see him and how they're having a three-way. AJ Ballen's character says something about how he doesn't take three ways. Or- he didn't learn about three ways in Sunday school and. Her response is, she's acting all, she's obviously on some kind of substance. She seems a little imbalanced. It's like, well, the Lord works in mysterious ways, or Father knows best, or some bullshit like that. (laughs) Then Father comes out of another house right next to him and says he needs her assistance, which my first thought is, he needs her ass this instant. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
and yeah, she walks up to the father. I'm telling, not showing. That's definitely <laughs> the case. And then he puts his arm around her while they're talking, and he vaguely threatens them, like saying like things about if you poke the dog, you get bit or something like that. So you they poke go off a to sleeping sl- dog, you might get shot by me and my my <laughs> <laughs> employees. But for some yeah, reason, so- that really Wink. scares them. Like that's that vague threat that they've been, like he's been vaguely threatening them all night. That vague threat really scares them. I think that just pissed us? them off. Like <laughs> you was about to fight that dude. Also, Logan, your breakdown just now was just to repeat all the stuff we just said. Yeah. So what happens well, after you this took part? like forty minutes to say all that? So, right? Okay. So, so you go. <laughs> yeah. So what happens after he calls the sister in? Well, Which, after he calls, we should the learn people's in. names for the next episode. No. Patrick, the sister, <laughs> father, and uh, vice guy. So and the rest. Yeah. I, it, I call him Beardo or Beardy. He just wears it so well. He's from Brooklyn. All right. So after Father like vaguely threatens them, or not vaguely, but pretty much outright threatens them, they go searching for Patrick. They go back to the cat. Well, they go back after searching for Patrick because they couldn't find him. So they go back to their cabin and. Savannah, you see the the camera pointed towards them. They're not looking towards the door. Savannah hits the door, then runs away. And they go out searching, and they follow Savannah. And they find a group of people who, who say they want them to take them with them. They want to leave the, the community. And they explain that the little girl is mute because they beat her. Yes. And that terrible things happen to anyone who speaks out against the community. And then you see some dudes with guns come up and kind of break things apart. Well, they come up and, like, everyone runs away and Savannah's still there. And they said, oh, we're just trying to find where she lives. She doesn't talk. And, like, I know where she lives. I'll take her. And... Which, really, the lesson in this is don't speak out against the community. Yeah. If don't you're in a don't weird, ruin a good weird, thing with too much of your talking. Like you joined a weird cult. Just shut up and be part of the cult. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> shut up and be part of a cult. But they that take should her. have been the tagline. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good shut, night. Shut up and cult. You can head to Scientology.org. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dylan. That's right. Please don't come after me. Yeah, they'll sue yeah. us. They will. Oh, my bad. They'll sue people with no money, Dylan. <laughs> they will defamation if anything that should give us more clicks like more buzz hey ah. fuck Scientology <laughs> stupid bastards I said nothing bad about Scientology <laughs> me either I agree with you Logan that nothing is bad about or that something nothing was said about bad <laughs> so uh, so so they're running all around or no 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 yeah savannah gets taken away and then they're 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 getting really sad about like oh we should have helped her i didn't help her i have a i'm about to have a daughter too if i can't even help this little girl how can i help my daughter exactly beardy starts getting real motherly what if some people beat my daughter in a cult (laughs) yeah exactly and then uh it's the next day uh they should they're like laying in bed and like oh i didn't get a lot of sleep last night because that was weird, all this right? There's stuff going on. Well, pretty Wasn't much that the, cult stuff weird. Yeah, that was cam- pretty weird, right? Yeah, the cameraman Dude, says, "This is yeah. a. Sca- I'm terrified. I'm so scared." 
that's uh, no any any time that they have just the main guy and the camera guy like in between other things they just say to each other hey that was weird right yeah that was pretty weird yeah which if you read any uh book about filmmaking or screenwriting the a key point is to always have your character say exactly what they're thinking and feeling <laughs> also this movie was too long well, this was a found footage thing, Kevin. This is different than a normal movie. Right, right. You're right. Yeah, so the next day they hear a ruckus. People are talking about how they want to leave and how they Lots want to go in the helicopter. The town's going to crap. There's, like, near riots and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, like half, yeah. half of them have suitcases in hand and the other half are, like, shoving them. And yeah. they're, like, yanking on their suitcases. Again, some more... All this stuff with the crowd at this point and, you know in the scene coming up, it's very uninspired. These people, the emotions, I mean, it's just, it's one notch above, like, just play acting. Okay, you guys yell at I each mean, other. It didn't... Yeah. Everything in this movie, it, oh, just, yeah. it feels like, it feels like, like a, like a rehearsal cut or something. Like, every <laughs> yeah. single shot, except for the father. Like, everything else. Uh, and he, he, I think he just kind of wakes up like that. That's the feeling I get from that dude. He just I, wakes up spitting that country wisdom. Yeah, I need to. I kind of. I wish he did a commentary for this. I could just watch him. I could listen to him. But well, if y'all all want to leave, then you better remember the story of Jeremiah who wanted to leave and then got shot. Yeah. So pretty much what happens is the reporter. Stays behind with the girl while the cameraman tries to go to check on the whole plane issue. See if they can take one more person. He goes to the pilot. Helicopter. Yeah. Helicopter. <laughs> so he gets, to that, he gets to that chopper. He gets to the chopper. And then he gets shot. In the arm. <laughs> shot at. No, he gets shot. Oh, no, he, he does get shot. shot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Semantics. Which he, he, yeah, he actually was shot at. And he was also hit. And he was shot shot at. (laughs) He was successfully shot at. And he loses a bunch of blood. Uh, It looks like he's dying, but he is not dying. He's just relaxing for a little while. The the camera guy takes off, which I actually kind of like this shot of the camera guy running away with you can kind of like, you can see through the field, you can kind of see the truck that they came there on, and you hear the guy shooting at them. Yeah, he runs through the woods, and that actually is kind of cool. You're right. Um, and... Oh, hey, but uh, right before that, uh, the what was the main vice guy's name? Beardo? So uh, Beardo was back at the place <laughs> having an argument, and he got, like, macheted, right? Well, he got taken hostage. He didn't get macheted. They just... Some dudes with machetes took him down. Yes. Yes, like, I, I think that was kind of the impetus for the, all right, shit's gone down. Make sure you kill those, uh, the reporters who are at the chopper now. Yeah, pretty much. That is, that's accurate. Which, they could have just walked up to those guys and shot them. Instead of shooting at them from super far away. Yeah, that's probably something they could have done. All right, so then there's the chase <laughs> through the woods. The cameraman runs off in the woods, and then he uh, jumps over some logs and like kind of sets up his camera. <laughs> Leaves his camera. For reasons unknown. 
Yeah. Which you're you're not totally sure if he is still there behind his camera or not. Until the uh the two gunmen come by and then one of them like approaches the camera like really weirdly and like looks into it for way too long and then looks over <laughs> the log and goes they're gone like he never seen the camera before he looks also i just realized that the best scene in the film um is when they decide to discard the entire found footage thing entirely like it just goes to like the three camera setup during the interview like they don't even do the 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 found footage for that well, that is do. true. I didn't know the, the photographer has his camera. Remember, because the, they kind of oh, make a right. point he of it. Asked about Does your camera uh, take video? video? Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's so annoying. Like, they go out of their yeah. way to show, like, hey, we've got another camera here. We're not bullshitting yeah. you. Well, yeah. they go out of their way to make it good, Dylan. Right. Definitely. If they yeah. didn't say that, there'd be assholes on podcasts going. <laughs> 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 they totally broke the wall, man. So then the two guys and the, the gunmen in the woods are like, <laughs> one of them is like, why are we doing this again? I don't want to do this. I don't want to shoot this man. And yeah, the other they're, like, they're real Rosencrantz and Guildensterns in the woods there. And the other guy's like, remember, father said we have to shoot them. No one gets out alive. Then we're back in the uh, we're back in the 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 compound. Yes, and father gives this whole long ass speech about how they don't want to be gunned down by the imperialists. Who are going to kill them? So, die very peacefully by taking the potion, which is poisoned Kool Aid. Yep, and there's lots of shots of them putting uh, lots of poison into Kool Aids and into Rat syringes for the and... for yeah, the it's, babies. Uh, it's unmarked jugs being poured into other unmarked jugs. <laughs> might as well have a skull and crossbones on it. Yeah, it might it as well. Have. Honestly. I mean, at first I thought it was sugar. I'm like, all right, man, they're getting ready to party. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Rat poison sugar. <laughs> That's, That's a brand because... name. Don't worry about it. That's because you want your uh, poison Kool-Aid to taste good. You don't want your poison Kool-Aid to taste bad. Yeah. Yeah, nobody will come <laughs> back to your cult. Although, although that guy did say it was a bitter taste. He shouldn't have said that. Yeah, that would make that people less like, likely oh, to don't drink think the we poison. Should do this, the one of the black basketball playing dudes. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is weird and stupid, and what? Why? Yeah, this is weird. And everybody's dog. like, sit down and shut up. <laughs> we know what we're doing here, more or less. <laughs> Did everyone drink the Kool Aid? No. Uh. Oh In well, fact, everyone. Some- well, most of the people at the cult drink the Kool-Aid. And he tells them all how it's going to be peaceful. It's been tried before. There's, there's no pain, no convulsions. All just be a peaceful. liar. Yeah. Just, yeah, just all those peaceful. people that drink it convulse like crazy. Yeah, yeah, they did. Was anyone else Puke hoping that phone. they would stand up and turn to zombies and this movie would get fun? <laughs> I really was hoping but that would happen. It had it would have been so much better if there had been some like surprise, some supernatural aspect. I mean, just or something different. I mean, it was very. Oh like, wait, you mean you didn't like the, the history 
channel style reenactment of the downtown massacre. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. There was one shot Hitler's specifically jokes. that kind of bugged me of a a woman carrying like a tray of this Kool Aid, and she's like kind of sauntering almost, like she's in a at a Hooters or something. She's like just she walking is... down the aisle with this tray of here, everyone, come to your death. Just as you know, bored was... as she can be. Yeah, it was like eh, whatever. Do you guys think Ty West is maybe um, inexperienced uh, at directing crowds of extras? I think maybe he that thinks very well it's could be. not a big deal to kill people. So he directed that lady like, hey, remember, it's not a big deal. Well, I mean, when you think about it, he's probably never had more than three people, <laughs> four people in the scene before. That's probably true. Okay, so let's finish this up. So... Uh, there's there's a camera. We we flip at some point. We flip to the photographer's camera, and it's uh, wherever uh, he's like chained down in the office, right in the office where they find the passports. Yes. Yeah, I want to talk about this too. Okay, and the sister. <laughs> um, I forget. Are, are there, is there anyone else there besides him and the sister? Uh, no, just no. Him okay. It, it, okay. So yeah, the sister. See, the s- everyone die she, horrible does. She, and right. She has the camera, so she carries the camera in and sits it down. Pointed at uh, perfect shot where she's about to murder her brother or get him to drink poison, drink the Kool Aid, and he doesn't want to. So she's like, "No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta." I don't like like, Kool Aid. Remember when we were seven? And she's like, "Yeah, and remember when I made you drink it then, you motherfucker?" (laughs) And so my bitch then, and you were my bitch now. She just ends up like, "Bow." Like just sticks him with something. And he's like, "What was in that? What was in that?" And then she's like, kind of trying to console him and embrace him and comfort him as he dies from the poison she injected him with. Yeah, he he convulses like a motherfucker too. And the thing I wanted to mention about this scene is the fucking like spooky music, the like like horror music that they play under it fucking got on my nerves i feel like this scene would have been way creepier just silent just like no like mickey mousing no horror music underneath if it was just quiet of her murdering her brother i think the score in general like well maybe could have been good in a different movie was just inappropriate and just didn't fit really in this vice documentary oh yeah I mean, I actually feel like if you had had a more lighthearted uh, score to this, it could have been they could have sold it as a comedy. <laughs> I think a more lighthearted score would have been creepier than what they did. Right, like maybe if there had been a record player in that room playing some. Oh, that would have. That would have killed me. Like that lady killed her brother. Oh yeah, brought it back around, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be using names like sister killed brother. <laughs> okay, so then does it then go? Where does it go then? So pretty much, I mean, it's pretty much just wrapping up the loose ends with everyone. Everyone dies. The uh, the 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 father did the monologue thing, and then he shoots himself. Well, yeah. There's a whole thing where the reporter gets back to the helicopter, and the pilot's not dead for some reason, though he's covered in blood. That's one yeah. thing that really bothered me. Yeah, he was just sitting on the ground, shot in the arm, he's and like, then he's like, no, I can still fly, but will you help me into my seat? And the guy just like kind of helps him just up off the ground, and then the guy gets in the chopper by himself. Yeah. 
He'll, he's the like, real he's... hero of the film, and he resists the urge to fly away, even though he was shot, and there are people with guns. <laughs> and he was bleeding to death. And he was bleeding I, out. I feel like the part of that, that that would inhibit, like, getting up off the ground and getting into the chopper and flying home, the thing that would inhibit you the least is having one of your arms kind of out of commission. Yeah. Uh, like We can get to, like, all the plot holes later. Let's all right. Just... Yeah, because I'm definitely going to come back to this. <laughs> okay, I mean, what's pretty much the end of the movie, right? Like, everyone everyone in the village dies except for... Well, we, we skipped over, like, them getting out of there. We skipped over the, the mother and the daughter. Um, yeah. Savannah There's hiding in the, of... in the cabin, waiting for the gunmen to come get them. And the the cameraman comes and runs in and hides under the bed and is like, hide. And the lady's like, I won't let them kill her. I won't let them give her a quick, painless death by shooting them in the head. I'm going to slit her throat. Yeah, she just keeps on saying, I won't let them hurt you. I won't let them hurt you. Which that was, I I wondered if, um, you know, because she was like, we're in this cult where they said we won't let other people kill us we're gonna kill ourselves that's so stupid i'm not gonna let them kill my daughter i'm gonna kill her myself (laughs) and i wondered if that was you know like i don't know if whoever thought that that was like a deep thing or if it was just dumb but that's what happened the actress was terrible uh her character was awful Oh, I just realized that was the reporter's character development. Was like, oh, he has a daughter. He's gonna have a daughter. He can yep. save that one girl, and now that he saves her. That was his one piece of character development, Thanks. which is one more than anybody else has. Yeah. Which we should go back and see if um, there those were all ADR lines he added in later. Was just uh, while the camera's not on him, he says, "Oh yes, I have a daughter also." <laughs> but after. On the way. Um, I mean, were we satisfied with what we've said about the scene with the father in the cabin with uh, the two guys? We didn't really say much about that. He shot himself. and It's, no, he, very, he it's was... very classic, okay. like, video game, Bioshock style, like, no one understands me. We have to enlist ourselves. It's very boilerplate. And he, he was running the camera also. Yeah. So there were two cameras. Right, I, I actually looked for that because I'm like, okay, are they really are they just fucking with us now, with this whole uh, camera angle thing? But the the photographer's camera is sitting there and running for whatever reason. Yeah, they have like the photographer's camera there, and they have the the cameraman's camera. They switch between the two. Yeah, which is a perfect example of why it was a terrible choice for the movie, because. The placement of that camera just made the shot of um, the two Vice guys look really stupid. Yeah, so secretly it it, it takes away the most powerful aspect of film, exactly. like the actual filming part. It <laughs> it just makes it a dumb the choices the, <laughs> the the choices you would make as an artist to hey let's sit this camera here. Maybe they uh, had everything set up and then the cinematographer couldn't do it. And they were like, oh, let's just do a found footage thing. He was, he was sick that day, the day of filming. <laughs> the, the one, one day. day of... 
I'm like, well, fuck, now what are we going to do? But um, the reason I went back to that is because I wanted to talk about my favorite part, which was them trying to get back to the helicopter. And the one of the gunmen, the guards, is just like walking around shooting people, you know. Whether I think he's shooting even dead people, people yeah, who might still be alive. He's on making the ground. double checking. Yeah. yeah. He's the but guy they, who shot the, the woman before. The mother? In, in yeah, the, the cabin? Okay. Yeah. Well, they're like, at one point, Beardo hides under one of the dead people. Or just kind of like throws one of the dead people on top of him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, is he nearby? I mean, this is part that totally could have been a comedy because, yeah, like, he they didn't cut away act to it. dead. Yeah, they cut away from it again. I don't think any of this is in is in a perspective of the camera, but they go back and the, the person who's on top of him, the froth coming out of their dead or dying <laughs> mouth, is like all in his hair, and it's just <laughs> the stupidest, funniest thing. But then, out of nowhere. One of the other gunmen shoots the gunman. They're shooting everybody else. And like, go, get out of here. I'm like, what the fuck? It's going to burn this place to the ground. Yeah, I'm like, okay, why? He didn't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> where? Yeah, where are you going to live? Well, he didn't Would drink the Kool-Aid. You could have this whole place to yourself. Just sweep those bodies aside. Why did they give gotta... him a gun? Like, everyone else, every one of the other gun people are, like, well, you know, fanatics. Why did they give him a gun? He shot the other gunman and then said, I am father now. <laughs> See? Perfect. <laughs> are like, let me get in the helicopter with you instead of I, never seeing you again. I actually wondered, though, uh, I wasn't sure, but afterwards I wondered if that was the same guy who in the forest was like, why are we doing this? It I don't to want be. to do this. I think it might have been that guy, honestly. It had to be. I mean, that's uh, that's the only way it would add up. Well, right? I just figured he didn't drink the Kool-Aid metaphorically or literally. <laughs> Ah, metaphor. That's what this movie could have used. It also could have used <laughs> well, a... Uh, they could have got more funding if they had done a tie-in with Kool-Aid. Oh, man. And they're going to be like, oh, this is so delicious. Uh, it's worth <laughs> Now I wish I didn't have to die so I could continue drinking this beverage forever. Kool-Aid. Everyone should drink it. And the Kool-Aid man burst through the wall. <laughs> Hey. Well, let's discuss some of our some of the scenes, our favorite scenes in this film. Well, can I first? They get to the helicopter after the guy, you know, grants them freedom. They fly up, and then if it had faded to black, you know, I would have said, "Okay, that's not the best movie I've ever seen." But then they have the nerve to th try again to convince us that it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, they, that, yeah, that, that pissed me the... off more than anything else. You know, that made me start thinking about the movie in a way that I hadn't up until then. <laughs> I'm like, are you are you fucking kidding me? Really? This this documentary? Because like, uh, I was, that was so... completely pointless. Like the text, the epilogue text. And... Yeah, that those two guys were the sole survivors. Well, except for the helicopter guy, who I guess maybe died afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> they left out a whole chapter where he died flying the helicopter. They crashed in like. Mozambique. No, no and... he flew them back, <laughs> hey, and then he then he drank the Kool Aid. No, um, no, 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 no. He they crash, and then oh my god, what do they find? Another commune, and then they have to <laughs> find their way through. Which, that. which 
the that helicopter pilot was was actually super into that conversation. Yeah, <laughs> the sacrament too. Sacrament harder. Yeah, sacramental. Sacramento. It, it, they, 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 had already, <laughs> they had already used up all their disk space for footage, so there's no footage from the second commune. <laughs> and it's all drawings. It's animated. It's just 30 pages of text. <laughs> slowly. Red hey, guys. My bearded. I know this is a mind-blowing thing that we uncovered, but, but this is kind of running long. Let's just let's cut the second commune out. All right, I'm fine with that. All right, you want to make a documentary? Okay, sure. Let's call Vice. I assume that he had to get permission from Vice to use this. They used the logo. Yeah. And Vice is like, Ty West? Sure. <laughs> Sign me up. He knows what he's doing. He's done the movies, I think. Did anyone else? Ty West was just like, eh, Vice is cool. They won't sue me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Did anyone else feel bad that they obviously, like, spent time building a fake commune for this i felt bad that was actually like one of my favorite parts was the the like the set was great it looked great i just feel I bad assumed it was already spent a lot built. of work on that and like the fire at the end that looked kind of like special effects yeah that actually... looked that looked added in later yeah i think they just found that location like in west virginia or something yeah, this and was definitely it, yeah, filmed in America. Yeah, because <laughs> while they were taking off, the guy said, go on, get out of here. I'm going to burn it to the ground. And then go home to uh, Richmond, Virginia. Why are you going to burn it? Like, just destroy all just the evidence? Us. Like, who, like, I, I guess because he's implicated, because he was one of the guardsmen. But did anyone else um, guess that this film was, was made in Georgia before we saw that it was made in Georgia in the credits? Made in Georgia. Sonic. If I had had three guests, I would have gotten it. <laughs> I really would have guessed. Like, I actually thought, uh, looking at the commune, it looked like a It looks like our clearing. backyard. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a clearing in the south, Georgia or Florida, that they just put palm trees in along the road. Yep, we should visit where they film this, you guys. Let's do it. Hey, let's do it. Hey, let's go to the set of that movie we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus features. Let's, Let's go there and film it, and it'll be like um, uh, Chernobyl, because we'll go there and camp out, and then some weird hill people will try and kill us. Whoa! Now that that might be worse. That was worse than this movie. That weird Chernobyl. Chernobyl, <laughs> Chernobyl diaries. Yeah, Chernobyl diaries. What if what if that they actually what if they actually rented out a commune, like a weird cult commune for this movie? That's what I think they did. <laughs> Either that or it's like a summer camp. I mean, because those weird cabins are <laughs> are distinctively Weirds. distinctively cheap, for one. Hey, also, I just wanted to mention some of the they showed some of the people were in their cabins dead in their bunks with the Kool-Aid cups in their hands. Yeah. So, like, everybody went to the tent and drank the Kool-Aid where everybody was. But then they also, like, delivered Kool-Aid to the late risers or something. I think if they had like room service, if you didn't want to go party out there and drink the Kool Aid, you could, you could <laughs> like hang out. The and... Like the people who got up late, they're like, "Hey, wake up, drink this, huh? Okay." Yeah. <laughs> I think I had to go cup. Like, it wasn't enough. I had to bring it back with them. <laughs> I want to lay down. I don't want to fall in the oh, ground. Oh, we didn't even we didn't even talk about all the babies they killed. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Why not? And they poison babies. That's like at least. I don't know if you call it courageous. 
Well, birth, just, birth control kills more babies every year. I don't know, yeah, but that... Because <laughs> people who don't want to be mothers are courageous. Yeah, they're brave. That nurse must have birthed those babies, and she was still totally unaffected. She's like, here, sh- just shoot that this was, in the baby's mouth. Make her die. Was, yeah, that was one of the things that bothered me about that big scene. I'm like, this could have been really impactful and dramatic and half the people are like okay let's drink some kool-aid you know no emotion whatsoever to ending their lives and watching their friends die that could just be like the nurse mentality that just you have to do horrible shit every day and you're just like all right i'm fine with this well you saw that you saw that when she had died she left a note that said please forgive me i'm like no we're not forgiving no (laughs) no I wouldn't scream that at her corpse. (laughs) See, again, better movie. I think we could make like 15 suggestions right off the top of our head to make a superior, much funnier film. (laughs) I would love to, um, like, I'm I'm never going to watch the commentary if there ever is one, but I would just love to get, like, just to get Ty West's insight into the film that he made. Like, it just is so bizarrely awful and misguided i don't don't get it why did he make it what was he trying to say it's like making it's like making a movie about middle eastern terrorists that fly a plane into a building in chicago it just doesn't make any sense like why would you make a movie that's that has every beat the same as the jonestown massacre everything from like from people wanting to leave with a group from going to an airfield and then getting shot up from vice being there to vice being there to cell phones but no seriously like i I mean i know a little bit about the jones i'm i've seen a documentary or two and it's it's seriously the same film when i realized that it's going to be exactly the same that's when i i died inside (laughs) it's uh yeah it's almost like he got finished with something he was working on heard uh somebody talking about jonestown and went oh i'll do that that's a good idea and why has nobody done this before but but it, it it still just makes no sense. Like why would you? Yeah, I mean, there's no this? there's no like, like statement other than maybe uh, cults are bad. There's no twist. I, there's no twist on Jonestown. There's like, I feel like it w- would have been better if it had been called Jonestown and just been about Jonestown and not been a found footage movie. I mean, I guess he can sell it to again. He can sell it to the History Channel when they do a, another Jonestown documentary and they can just use it. I guess I don't know. And how about how about father's actual name is like Gene Jones? <laughs> Creepy, right? Joni Jones. Oh. It's so close to like whatever that guy's name. What, I what, can, just, what town was it? I uh, just wanna I just wanna yell that criticism at Ty West. You should have made it about Jonestown. <laughs> Never forget. Jonestown. Is this movie it's, offensive? I would maybe like it's, it's kind it of offensive. Be. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me flip a coin and see if I'm offended or not. Yeah, I'm offended. Okay, good. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, it, I don't it, think it trivializes it, but it certainly doesn't. It didn't make it seem like an awful event any more than the wikipedia page about jonestown <laughs> yeah i mean like i said there was there was very little emotion behind all this all these people taking their lives and killing babies and well kevin like what you said i think i think he fits apart comes in when they when they nail the documentary part at the end about like how these are the only survivors like i think that is the part that offends me i don't know if it offends yeah. me 
because it's a horrible plot device, <laughs> or if it's I literally, I literally said to the TV, "Fuck you, movie." <laughs> when the when that part came up, they could have I at mean, least had those guys talking afterwards. Man, like, this is gonna make a crazy documentary. Because really, here's the thing. Otherwise, it's saying those guys survived, and then afterwards they were like, "No, I don't want to say anything else about what happened. I just wanted to end there." It, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of going there to film it if you're not gonna. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Were we gonna talk about like our favorite parts or something? I think you already talked about your favorite part. Oh yeah, the the gross stuff in the dude's hair. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what was your favorite part? I mean, my actual favorite part obviously was the interview. It was the only like only not bad scene. The only scene that that uh, that didn't distract me with like bad acting or bad something else. I do feel like that was kind of the best scene, and he actually deflected those questions really well and kind of twisted them around. But then, but then nothing else in the film. It's like he wrote that scene to be cool, and then like nothing else. In <laughs> he the wrote film. he wrote that scene, and then it's like there's a movie here. And then, Let's like, not write anything else. Yeah, then, then proceeded to write nothing else interesting. No, yeah, it, it it had all the pathos of a Command and Conquer cutscene. I I say that unhyperbolically. Logan, what was your favorite part? Uh, probably the interview as well. There's a lot of ridiculous shit that I want to get into though too. Do My it. favorite Go part was the shot of the guy running through the field while the people shot at him from super really far away. That was pretty cool. And also, I like the part uh, where uh, um, that little girl got killed by her mother because fuck that little girl for not speaking. If she had just came right up to them and said, hey, it's real fucked up here. Will you help us? They maybe could have uh, saved everybody a lot of trouble. I understand you guys are here for a story. That's cool. I like Vice. I watch it on HBO Go. They don't know I have it. <laughs> yeah, one of the ladies but there. You should was probably co- get the fuck out of here right now. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm coming with. One of the ladies there was familiar with Vice. They, yeah, she mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, that was weird too. I'm like, really? You you get it on your on your phone? What? Well, they haven't been there their entire lives. So Which she was like, recent. she was like from Brooklyn. She said, "I." I'm well, she was sure. Australian, wasn't she? And she lived in Brooklyn for a little while. Yeah, I lived in Brooklyn. I don't well, know. Logan, what are some of the crazy parts you want to get into? Well, first of all, the the pilot. The pilot who got <laughs> shot in the arm. <laughs> How they I come just... back to him. Oh, he's like, oh no, they ran away. Then when he get when they get back to him, he is covered in blood. Sitting on the ground yeah. gently. He is sitting on the ground. He is covered in blood. Like he got shot in the arm. No At tourniquet least or anything. He hasn't made like out on his shirt. Yeah, he didn't make a tur- like a tourniquet or like bandage it up or anything. Just bleeding out, covered in blood. He didn't even pretend to be dead. Like yeah. the, <laughs> the gunman didn't bother to kill him. Yeah. That's how long I- would he have waited? Do you think like, if they never came back? <laughs> He would have just sat on the ground forever. He's like, I can still climb into the helicopter and sit in the seat and fly the helicopter. I just can't get up off the ground. It's too comfy. <laughs> so it's like in a, so it's like in a video game where they they try to uh, instill a sense of urgency, even though like they'll be there forever until you need them. Until yeah, you it's need like to, uh, to when 
you have to help another character up off the ground, and then they can keep fighting. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, I can still fly, fly the helicopter. What about, like, first of all, he didn't make any effort to bandage his wound at all. The cameraman didn't make any effort to bandage his wound at all. <laughs> Which would have been my first thought is, hey, we should stop that bleeding. Or help him get into the chopper, which is what the guy actually asked. Well, he did he help just, him like, got chopper. him to his feet and then left. Yeah, well, he you got know, in there. The, right. more I th- the more I think about it, I think I would prefer a film that was just about what he was thinking about sitting on the ground. <laughs> I want to hear his <laughs> Waiting story. Waiting for the, yeah, just what was going through his mind. Like the, the it, film he's was remembering start, summers it, as a child, and oh yeah, film, that time I got shot in the arm—that was pretty sucky. And the like, film would start with, "No, we can't take anybody else." And then you hear ringing, and the guy sits on the ground, and then you just go into his credits. into his mind. All right, so he's so, like, "That was that was the day I was shot." Yeah, I definitely want to hire his like whatever company they chartered for the helicopter. Like that's oh, like hell yeah. it's getting a five star on Yelp, definitely. <laughs> yeah, they come back like 20, 20 minutes later. He's still waiting. At least twenty minutes. I, I'm gonna say an hour. I mean, it's it was a walk. <laughs> Are you sure you oh, got so... everything? Why did those guys not want that cool camera? Yeah, they didn't take the camera. Another, yeah. Why didn't they sabotage the helicopter? Or bother to kill the guy who was on their way back to their truck still just sitting yeah. there grabbing his arm they could have actually known the guy maybe they went up and they're like i'm sorry i was shooting at the white guy <laughs> he's cool, like, are you gonna be okay sitting right here are you gonna you be okay because we, we gotta go kill him yeah they're just, like, like, they're just like as long as somebody comes camera, back later to help me stand up i'll be fine yeah i would be fine do you have a, do you have the e-cig i loaned you last week okay another thing another thing um in, jo- in jonestown in jonestown the it wasn't just like instant suicide like so they went from like totally normal to like oh now we all have to die there were practice suicides like he would give them a bunch of kool-aid and then say it had poison in it and like fake them out several times so it it wasn't like a huge surprise you know when it happened whereas this time it just seemed like oh this is what we got to do now i guess although he did say that we planned for this we, okay. Yeah, we talked about this. So there's one line that 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 makes exactly. that, that makes this crazy thing normal. Okay. And only one person out of all of them stood up and said, "Um, wait a minute, this seems a little stupid." And then there were a couple people who just tried wait. to run away. Yeah, oh, yeah I would have been like, if I was if I was the 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 black kid, I'd have stood up and be like, "Hey, why don't we just shoot those guys, and then we don't have to kill ourselves. We just shoot them, take their cameras, boom, problem solved." Are you saying they have guns because they're black, Kevin? No, I'm saying they're black because they have guns. Not... Although all the people who had guns in this movie were black, that is a factual thing. No, the the father wasn't black. Uh, he didn't have a real gun, though. That was a real gun. Did you he see what ha- it did? It shot his brains out. But... <laughs> very, very uh, efficiently. But he couldn't have used that to shoot a real really long distance at somebody running into the woods or a helicopter pilot. Yeah, you're probably right. Hey, hey guys, sorry. Uh, I really have to go help out my sister, but I feel like I've said everything that I pretty much have to say and I'm looking forward to hearing what I missed and what you guys have to say about this amazing film. Say goodnight, Dylan. Goodnight, Dylan. Uh, So in conclusion, I don't recommend this film. Uh, I do recommend his other films, especially House of the Devil, if you want a good horror film. It's a little slow paced, but 
but pretty great. It was a slow burn. I actually, I actually, I actually watched House of the Devil like right after, because I'd seen Innkeepers. I thought it was a pretty good. I'd seen the the short thing he did for VHS, which was stupid, and, and then I saw this, which I didn't like. So I needed to know, like, you know, if if House of the Devil was any better, and I actually really liked it. I mean, it's a it's very slow, but. It's not like in a slow where you're like, well, when's something going to happen? Well, so, so it actually builds House up tension effectively. Right. It's called House of the Devil. You know some shit's going to go down eventually. So you're just – you're waiting for that. And that along with the fact that it's, you know, well-paced. It, I, I really enjoyed that. Now, if I can keep you for one more minute and I can maybe talk about the very end of – House of the Devil. Wait, wait. Let's not talk about House of the Devil. I haven't seen House really of the Devil. Would, I really, yeah, I, I haven't House either. of the Devil. I want to watch House of the Devil. I haven't seen House of the Devil. Yeah, oh, me no. too. It's on, it's on Netflix with, streaming. Let's go watch it right now while we while we talk about oh, it. Oh, I do want to recommend uh, VHS 2 because I just saw it, and it's a hell of a lot better than VHS 1, a movie that I liked. Uh, so VHS 2 is very good. It has fewer segments. They're longer, and it's a lot better. Okay. All right. Good night, Dylan. Good night. You guys night. have fun. I'll uh, let me know what uh, what movie we're watching. All right. Alrighty. All right. The Sacrament five stars. Go see it. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, five out of thirteen. Uh, oh, that's I've... right. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, I think yeah, you... five, five out of thirteen times three, so that's uh, fifteen out of thirteen. All right. Bye, guys. Oh, wow. All right. See it. Um, my final uh, thoughts on the movie is, yeah, don't watch it. Uh, I feel like it would be far more enriching to watch 90 minutes of actual vice. My thoughts on the film. I think there's some things I actually liked about this film. I thought the pacing was actually good. I enjoyed the pacing for for it. For the most part, it didn't seem to drag on for me. Like everything seemed to keep on moving. It wasn't boring me, but it definitely had a lot of problems. A lot of things didn't make sense. And it was just really cliche, and a lot of things just weren't that interesting to, for me. I don't think this is a terrible film, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. I feel <laughs> and, like Kevin really hated it, and I didn't get that. But then I realized Kevin actually paid to watch it. So yeah. maybe that's why. That did, that has I, to play some part I, in it. I think that was, I think that's the thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay to watch this if I were. If it's on Netflix and you don't have anything better to watch, it's worth a go. <laughs> there's always something better to watch. Yeah, there's I a just, lot of there's a lot of stuff on Netflix now, you guys. I I dislike the more I think about this movie and all the little things, all the things that just seemed like wasn't weren't paid attention to or wasn't the thought wasn't put into it enough to make it coherent. The whole found footage thing it's just i dislike it more and more every time every time i think about it there's a lot of stuff that was half-assed yeah but i i do i do echo dylan on house of the devil i watched it immediately afterwards and it was and maybe just by contrast but (laughs) it was it was an i don't want to say excellent because i feel like that might be overselling it but it is really good I will watch that. Please yeah. do. Because I, I want to know what you think. I wouldn't mind doing an episode on it, actually. Because well, it's... you can do that as your pick next time. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm leaning <laughs> towards a comedy. Just since, we've been, since we've been pretty heavy so far. 
But overall, I think we wouldn't recommend you go out and pay for this. I wouldn't recommend it at all. I mean, there are some bad movies that I would watch again with someone just to yell, like, look at what they did here. Why did they do this? That's so <laughs> stupid. I wouldn't even do that with this one, I don't think. I might. No. Never mind. <laughs> I might do that. No, I don't think I would. I don't. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's good enough to yell at. I don't think it it tried hard enough at any point. Yeah, but this isn't worth really worth watching. It's I would watch it if you have nothing to do and you don't see anything else on that you're particularly interested in. It's not a terrible film, but it's just not very good. It's just I not, agree. Not a very good movie. So, I that's our thoughts on that. I disagree with both of you <laughs> and I think it was pretty close to terrible and if you ask me tomorrow i will say it was a utter shit pile yeah i think you're really biased on this. <laughs> like it. i said every time i think about it it gets worse and worse in my memory so i'm gonna stop thinking about it now all right so, so tomorrow you're Kevin gonna get an email you're gonna get no an way. email that your ten dollars was refunded and you'll be like it was pretty good <laughs> i wonder if you can do that complain about that eh, i did not like this i actually think you can. i would like to return it from my brain Electricity. I'm Matt. Good night. Electricity. Good night. Um, Excelsior. I'm Kevin. Hey. Shut up. What? You said uh, you got to say a thing. I can't say a thing. Hey. Thanks for listening to another episode of this thing. Uh, you can check out our website if you go to hey let's talk about that movie or whatever.com they didn't have anything shorter that was the only website address left on the internet uh, you can follow us on twitter at I'm sure you'll figure that out uh, and you can hear us each and every week on this podcast this is the only place you can hear us right now we don't exist in the real world yet but through your listening and believing and clapping when you believe in fairies or whatever will come to life maybe please help us i'm fading i'm fading bye yeah i want to hear queen amadala's monotone tell me about her people suffering my, my people, people have, have suffered for an hour and a half <laughs> I sounded like uh, Kennedy and Amidala. Hi, people. I've watched the <laughs> Star Wars for far too long. <laughs> ich bin ein Naboo.